is Neil Brogan. Uh, thanks for tuning in to this first ever episode of what I hope will be uh, at least more than one episode long, a uh, new podcast called Brogan's Run. <laughs> so uh, not so much thinking of the movie Logan's Run, which I've never seen, uh, more the 90s Coogan, Steve Coogan vehicle, Coogan's Run. Um, it's just nice to have a 90s um, Steve Coogan touchstone uh, reference in there his name sounds a bit like my name etc and I don't know what to call this thing but anyway I'm going to be speaking uh, with some people who make things about how they make them what makes them make those things and how they feel about them and the first person I thought of when I thought about making this podcast was Cal Cully uh, who now records under the name Group Zero but uh, for about 10 years between 2009 and 2019 pretty much exactly 10 years uh, he uh, was part of the band Girls Names. Um, he sang and played guitar in that band, wrote most of the songs, let's be honest. And um, yeah, I also, full disclosure, played in that band for three years uh, between 2009 and 2013 um, uh, before leaving acrimoniously under a cloud. <laughs> no, not really, just before leaving to pursue my own ego elsewhere. Um, and uh, I sat down with Cahal, uh, not really, but remotely, uh, a few weeks ago, and um, it was lovely to catch up with him. I haven't seen him for ages, as you'll hear. Um, and we spoke about the new Group Zero record, which is called Everyone's Already Come Apart. I would urge everyone uh, to check that record out. It's an amazing, beautiful record, and you can get it on Touch Sensitive Records Bandcamp. Um, so, yeah... Um, one thing to mention about this interview, uh, we recorded it remotely using some podcasting software, which I was just trying out for the first time. Um, I was using Assure uh, SM7B, very profesh um, microphone thing for podcasting and whatnot, and Cahal was just speaking into his uh, laptop microphone. Having said that, for some reason... There's a bit of an earth buzz hum thing going on with my side of the conversation. I've tried to mitigate that as much as I could. Um, and Cahill's side of the conversation sounds absolutely fine. But, um, you know, all in all, I think it came out uh, quite nice. So I hope you enjoy it. This is Group Zero. Lava flows now. Yeah, yeah like, so as well. <laughs> I saw someone the other day saying like the real test is getting them back in the packet at the end. You know, <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. Squeezing that fucking <laughs> box in again. Really That's is. the test. Like, um, and somebody else put up a thing where it's like, when it's negative, it says C. But that's confusing because C sounds <laughs> COVID. COVID <laughs> um. But yeah, anyway, let's um, talk about you and oh, no. your Group Zero record. This is probably like, it's quite weird and it's kind of self-conscious, I guess, that I'm talking to you about this. But, yeah, but I've not really been talking to too many people about it anyway. So well, that's yeah. yeah, that's one of the things I want to ask you about because mm. you haven't like, you know, you've kind of let Mark and Touch Sensitive take the lead on it, haven't you? You've really kind of 
yeah, that down, yeah. push it, and then. But that's kind of nice, I think. Like that's kind of, I would like to do stuff like that because you don't have to really engage that much with social media and stuff. You just kind of let them push it out there, and you know, you know, share things a little bit, but you're not really taking a lead on that side of it. Is that fair? Yeah, totally. I mean, the whole, I suppose, the whole sort of process of it's been nice in that way where you know i made i made a bunch of stuff and was like just for the fun of it you know you know sent it to mark when he was into it and i actually sent him like a, a bunch of load of different stuff like that and then kind of narrowed down to that yeah and then yeah it was like that was it's all been very laxadaisy like just in <laughs> just in like no pressure and that he was kind of happy to do it. He wanted to do it, obviously. Yeah. Um, but between like COVID, Brexit, and all the whole record industries was a mess there for ages. You mm-hmm. know, trying to get anything pressed up and still is. Yeah, nightmare. Isn't it? It? Yeah, just like delay at times. And um, we actually didn't think it was going to be out this. Well, we he sort of had it in mind that it'd be out around about October or so, and then. So, and like, then, when did he order it? Order the record? You know. I can't. I, I honestly can't remember. Like, I mean, it got mastered. It got mastered either last December or January. Oh right, so, so quite like, a while back. Like. Yeah, so like the stuff I made it like last summer, before last summer, like during the first like proper proper lockdown, where it was like, yeah, this is like you know everyone sitting at home, kind of you know. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was definitely it was. December, January, it was mastered. So sitting on it for ages anyway. Um, but something happened. Oh yeah, artwork took ages as well. Like in, with Ryan, with Ryan, yeah, um, Ryan O'Reilly, and uh, not not for like it just he was busy and you know just yeah. trying to like everything up and he was busy yeah. but we weren't like hustling them either you know and did you like have much input into the artwork or did you just let him get on with it kind of thing? Give him uh, like a vague brief. Like the kind of brief of like what I kind of thought, and color was to be involved in it. Uh-huh. I have to say, when he sent back that the the actual sleeve was the first thing he sent back, uh-huh. and like he'll not be afraid of us saying it, but like both me and Mark were a bit like, what it like weren't really sure what to make of it, you know, because it was just so different. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it, and it kind of was more or less. I could see how it could totally be interpreted from the brief, but then I kind of sat with it and was just like, yeah, let's just go with it. The whole proce- process was like being a bit loose anyway. Yeah. And being a bit loose and kind of like wanting a bit of input anyway, you know, and just like kind of, you know, if I wanted to, if I had it just been like what I want, the sleeve by numbers, here's what you do. Yeah. It probably would have looked like, a load of other things anyway that's out there. So it was kind of nice in that way. We're just like, let's just go with it then. Yeah. And it is quite different than the first sleeve he did. Zero, yeah. Isn't it? It's like totally different. And he did send over other like drafts that he had done. And they were like very much in keeping with stuff that he's done for touch sensitive. And mm-hmm. what you'd imagine that the sleeve would more like would kind of be like, and then we were just like, actually just go with that. Like, yeah. And he was like, yeah. And he sort of had the vision that he knew, like when you're looking at something on a, on like a digital, or like on your laptop and uh-huh. phone or whatever, like it, you can't really, it, like it is impressive looking on the 12-inch the sleeve, like which again, 
the majority of people aren't seeing that. <laughs> so, no, but I know I think it looks class. I think yeah, um, yeah. it pops, you know, when you see it on. But yeah, totally. Like, yeah, 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 something yeah, pops, yeah, yeah. Like, which is yeah. what you want. Um, and it isn't what you would expect, really. Yeah. So I think actually, yeah. I mean, he always does a good job, Brian. Yeah, totally. Um, like, yeah. Brian O'Reilly, we're talking about. <laughs> Rinky, rinky.org, I think is. Uh, Rinky, yeah. yeah. Who's working on, like, I should reference this. We're talking about touch sensitive Mark Reed's label that puts out Group Zero and lots of amazing music. And he always works with Ryan, doesn't he? I think. Yeah, Ryan has more or less been the, like, house graphic designer and house graphic designer thing. Yeah. From the very first release. I think he's done everything at this stage, maybe. Which is pretty sweet, like, from Mark's point of view, that he has somebody like that that he could just go to, you know? Well, yeah, I think that was, uh, like, one of the things he, like, he wanted from the start, like, was to have, like, a consistency, like a factory records kind of. Yeah. Or, like, 480 or Ghost Box, is it? that? Ghost Box, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know where there's sort of, like, a... There's an in-house design. Yeah. Aesthetic. Even though, even though, like everything, generally is different looking, you know. But yeah, I suppose it has that that same kind of stamp there, you know. Um, so you started making that last year in the lockdown. That's when it started. Um, it actually goes back a couple of years. It's a um, yeah, like I mean, what year is it at this stage now? Like you know, but like maybe. Uh, at least, like, I would say at least two to three years of, like, right. some sort of sketches of um, just different kind of wee sketches and, like, stuff I'd been noodling about with. Um, yeah. And then had just been kind of put to the side. Yeah. Like, a lot of stuff. Like, I'm sure I'm sure the same. I'm sure loads of people's the same. Like, it's just kind of... Yeah. Well, my impression, I remember talking to you ages ago, like, I think it was when we were doing last year when you put out the girls names demos i think around that time i remember asking you or talking to you in in some way and asking you about like what you were doing or if you were up to anything and you were like no not really (laughs) doing any music right now um i probably wasn't though actually um yeah i'd kind of done it all and we burst some fits and starts and whatever yeah um, so what i the impression i got was kind of like you were kind of parking stuff like that for a while like you just weren't doing music for a while you're taking a break from it yeah well i've kind of been in that headspace like for the last two years since um since the band like since girls names yeah like totally called it a day and that Uh was like well that's that was january 2019 so like that's coming up close to three years now then i know and then like at that stage actually that kind of happened and it didn't. Ha- it wasn't like a, a shock, but it, it kind of. When it happened, it was like, "Oh right, shit, yeah, now what do you do?" Kind of thing, like. Yeah. And and at that stage, then yeah, there was like that whole year, two thousand and eighteen. Like, didn't do anything. Like, um, yeah, I think that's the last time I actually saw you in person. Was, I think it was that um, I was thinking about this. I was trying to remember, and I think it was that Matmos gig in Sark sometime in twenty nineteen. <laughs> Yeah, right enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, that was great, actually. It was, yeah. Weird, but good, like, yeah. Weird, it was. Weird. But I remember, I was thinking about this as well, like, the first time we ever did a girl's name's practice, um, 
And so this would be my my wife's mom's house in 2009, yeah. or even might have been. I think it was early 2009, and. She lived next door to the parents of the guy. I don't know if he still does, but he used to run Sark. He used to be this is the Sonic Arts Research Center in Belfast, part of Queen's University. And I remember vividly, so he had like elderly parents who lived next door. And we were upstairs. Just I was trying to play the drums quite quietly. And you were just playing the guitar. Like, I don't yeah. even know if you're plugged in. And the, the guy came to the door. <laughs> he was like... Um, <laughs> Can you stop that racket? Whatever. I was like, um, oh, sorry, we're just making some music. And he just looked at me and he was like, music? <laughs> he was like, couldn't believe that's what we were uh, trying to do. But, um, I, I remember that. That was a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I've still got those recordings somewhere. But All I don't right. know if I'd be allowed to like take them out for something like this because they're probably owned by Domino or something. <laughs> Even though. I mean, because they're like, I know that we did Graveyard and God knows what else, but I remember we did that song. Yeah, that's pretty funny, that actually. Um, yeah, could be owned by Domino. Who'd have thought? <laughs> Still paying for that. <laughs> yeah. Still, yeah. Uh, although, yeah, nearly nearly all debts are cleared now. That's good. So, <laughs> yeah. But Grip Zero is totally separate from all that stuff, right? No, it is, yeah. No, but the first record was... They own that? Publishing. Yeah, because yeah. we because um so the band even though the, it was like signing the band we we were all signed as individual songwriters yeah without kind of realizing it just just because not really realizing how these things work you know um, that's it because nobody really understands publishing except no and publishing. plus like if someone's giving you like a load of money to up front up front to record. Mm-hmm. And the promise of more money after that, like you kind of just, uh, yeah, so, yeah. Do it. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that that first record, um, that first Group Zero record, which I actually got like a couple of syncs out of it randomly for a BBC series called Guilt. Yeah, BBC Scotland. There's a new, there's a new series. Just, yeah, it's it was pretty good actually. Um, it's got a great soundtrack. We I I watched an episode of that. Um, I don't know, quite recently. Yeah, the new series just came out. I, I need to actually check out because it did. I did actually enjoy the first one. And mm-hmm. I, it was probably something, I probably wouldn't have paid any attention, only the fact that I knew I had two You're tracks in using it. But yeah. anyway, the long story short, yeah, all that money just got swallowed up by girls' names' debts. Right. Which um, it was unfortunate, but oh well, what can you do? But it's nearly. That's nearly, hopefully, kind of all absorbed now. Oh, nearly, yeah. I think there's a couple of grand just to <laughs> to take off. And then you're and then into the into the black. Into the black, although they do still own fifty percent of everything until twenty thirty four. Jesus, which is like sci-fi numbers. Years. Yeah, man. Um, so yeah, another fifteen years after after the band finished, they own. Fifty percent of everything. So that's when um, to put out greatest hits <laughs> in about when, fifteen years. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Enough fifteen years. Well, not even though. What way? Oh Christ! I mean, can you even set your mind to fifteen years' time? Like if fifteen months, you can't even. Like I don't know. 
Well, think about like Girls Name started 2009, so that's 11 years ago, nearly 12 years ago, is it? Uh, yeah, 12. Actually, do you know what? Not seems it'll be, like it'll long be, time ago. do you know what? It would actually be 13 in January. In January. Yeah. It does seem like decades ago in some ways. Definitely seems like a different, not era. Suppose here is a different way, but def- a different, almost like generation or whatever, of a shift. Yeah, anyway. totally, totally. But that's just um, getting us getting older, and um, yeah, that's how it is. Like, I know, um, I know. but it does. It feels like 2009. I don't know when I put myself back in that kind of place to try and remember what it felt like at the time. That, the first couple of years that we were doing that. It, like I just have this huge nostalgia for that because I don't remember anything difficult or annoying about it. That and there was things about it at the time that would have been kind of like not easy, but a lot of it was just so much fun. Yeah, um, it was a sweet time, you know. I think and I, like sometimes think about it, and I also think um, the age we were at the time, like I was like late twenties, and you were like early twenties. Yeah, I was like 23, 24, so... Yeah, so then it was like, it was the right sort of age to be doing that. I'm like thinking nowadays to be in a band would be so much harder just because of COVID and everything and Brexit. And it's just like not a great time to be doing that. If you're a young person, I think like you would just go along with it because that's what you know. But if you were trying to do it at our age now, it would be a fucking nightmare. Oh, yeah, like unless, um, unless like you're... Yeah, trying to start something. I was actually thinking about this earlier today because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I wasn't sure what we we're going to be talking about and whatever. But, yeah, like, I mean, I think about some of the times I'm going to, like, the worst excuses of rehearsal spaces and it being absolutely freezing. And, like, yeah. You know, and, like... Well, the place that we all rehearsed for years, even when I was out of Girls' Names, we all shared a rehearsal space in Carlisle Circus, which yeah. is just former church um kind of i don't know what you would call it It was like the annex to a church or something had offices but we were in basement for most of that time and basement used to flood all the time there was rats and eventually the whole place got taken over by dry rot and we all just abandoned it right but you know when i think about that now i'm like how did we put up with that place you know it was so cheap it was so cheap, and like that was the that was the bad thing about it. It was so cheap, so it was just almost like a glorified like storage space, because yeah. like half the time, in the last few years of the band, which probably says maybe more about where we were headed, but like we just didn't want to be there. Like it was like no. get in. It was just like get in. If you had gigs coming up, it was like get in, get, get rehearsed, and just get out. And also, it got really um, bad because the front of the building was really overgrown in the last couple of years, and it. People were using it to take like hard drugs outside on the yeah. doorstep. So you'd have to like you'd get through this big bush thing, which you couldn't see past, and then you'd be in this little weird space just where the front door was, which was totally isolated from the road and everywhere else, and it was dark. And you didn't know if there was gonna be somebody passed out there or what the fuck. Like it was terrifying. I know. You know? But now you're also like now you, now you, now you talk about it like there's almost like a wee hint. Remember <laughs> that I'm not of nostalgia about that, about that particular side of it of just different times. Maybe yeah. I think I mean I'm I'm nostalgic about just playing in a band like playing band practices and playing gigs like because I miss yeah. doing that stuff. But um, 
that rehearsal place was just god awful towards the end. Like you know, funny I don't miss actually playing live at all. Really? Um, no, not at all. Like, um, but I think that's because. Uh, looking back on it now, it kind of caused me a bit of anxiety. Oh yeah, which I didn't really realize, or like, kind of would have admitted. Um, yeah, and I think it's just due to like not really not being cut out to be a frontman, even though like I kind of did that for like ten years, you know. So I don't miss that aspect of it, but I do miss the crack. I like I do miss like being in the band mm-hmm. and you know we did have a lot of fun times and getting to, getting to travel and everything but maybe if it was just like playing guitar or playing an instrument in the background and not really yeah not having to sing or anything like that might be a different story but i think probably a lot of people who end up singing in bands probably feel like that because they're not really natural extrovert yeah. type people but there's something that's the way i feel like i'm not an extrovert but there's something and I, I agree, like, you it's kind of a weird feeling performing sometimes. Um, and it does make you anxious. But I think um, sometimes when it's going well, when you're playing a gig and you just hit that moment yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. where everything's working and you've got a good audience and stuff and it kind of transcends yeah. what it actually is or whatever, you know, uh, there's those moments. And then you remember them afterwards and you go, like, yeah, that was great, you know. But, yeah, there's all equally times where you just feel kind of sick when you have to get up on stage you know yeah i suppose like like what you just described there i would agree to like and in saying that like i, I really love touring and, yeah like even though it was like be a slog at times but you know playing to people to strangers uh-huh. in another country is just a different thing than like play, it was playing in belfast i just never could really yeah could never really get like get comfortable with doing, you know. And that's weird because, like, I know exactly what you mean with that because you, you know the people, and so you can, you can't really drop that mask that you, you well you can't like, put that mask on that you have to when you get up in front of people. So these people just know you anyway, and it, it's kind of it's different, and you're more self conscious. I know. So maybe actually, I think when I think about it, I, I kind of think about playing in Belfast, and that's what like terrifies me, sort of like, yeah. Yeah. or I just sort of think, I just kind of think, how what was I thinking? Or like, <laughs> what? It almost seems like a different, not like a different person, but just just like a different time now. Well, that's the other thing I was going to talk to you about. It was like, um, you know, it does feel like there's a totally different scene in Belfast now. There's all these bands now who all seem to have this really supportive network together. You know, they're always playing in bands together, and you just see like this very supportive scene. And I don't know if that really existed so much when we were playing in bands. You know, it we there was like our little group of bands that knew each other, and then there was just other stuff going on. But now it just seems like a lot more of a supportive scene. I, I have a feeling we were kind of on the edge of it anyway always doing our own thing with like yeah you know whoever we were friends with i wouldn't say like well maybe other people might have said it like we were a bit clicky but um i think it was like i think there at one stage there was quite like a scene in belfast of bands that all sort of seemed to 
play with each other, support each other, whatever. And I think briefly, yeah. I think maybe around like the first couple of years we were doing it, it seemed like there was a little bit of a scene. But now I just see it. Maybe it's because I'm sort of outside of it and I can see it quite clearly that there's like a lot of young young bands playing together and being very supportive of each other. And, you know, that's lovely. It's just not how I remember it. And I, I feel like no, I feel totally detached from that for obvious reasons because I'm not the age of those people. And I, you know, I don't really go out to, I haven't been able to go out to gigs obviously because yeah. of the pandemic and I'm not personally like ready to go out and start playing gigs myself um I just don't feel ready to do yeah. that you know what I mean so it's like um yeah I know what you mean I think uh it's just weird isn't it being in a band and playing with people <laughs> but it's nicer when you're somewhere completely random that nobody knows you. Sometimes those are the yeah. best ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nobody you know I mean? knows you or maybe they think they, um, what way I'm going to put this. They have some sort of like preconceptions of you or, you know, cause you're in this band or whatever that they've yeah. come to see. So yeah, you, you can, can hide behind, behind it. You can play <laughs> a wee bit like, but um, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean there was definitely some yeah. good times. Like, um. yeah, no, totally. I I used to really enjoy drumming at those gigs in Belfast though, because I didn't have that pressure. See, to that's be a, that's the difference there. So yeah. I could just sit yeah, there and yeah. observe it. You know, I just would get a bit drunk and then uh, play the drums quite erratically and then have a nice time. <laughs> so it was like, it was especially those early shows, like playing house shows and things, like. To they were, were yeah, I know. See that that when you were saying earlier about like that, you know, that kind of like different time and like two thousand nine and early, like or two thousand ten, eleven or whatever. And there was a lot of just fun. I remember of like just different house shows and, but it was just like being younger, wasn't it? And just yeah, this is what's partying and stuff age, like that. Okay, and, and now the thought of like yeah. um, being up basically after eleven is. Um, Fine thought, yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. Um, yeah. but so, like, this record when I was listening to it, it kind of seemed like, in a weird way, a sort of more of a continuation or like a progression on from the last Girls' Names record, even more than it was from the first Group Zero record. Like, it, it's kind All of right, okay, okay. Um, it's almost like an abstraction on from that or something if that doesn't sound too wanky you know like it sounds like um, the aesthetic of that record which is quite austere sounding and you know quite a dark record that girl's name's record mm-hmm. it's kind of like um, goes on from that but it kind of turns it into this quite um, woozy quite nice atmosphere do you know what I mean it, it feels almost like it, it develops that somehow you know, um, yeah, um, that's that's pretty interesting. I, I would never have really seen that myself, um, <laughs> but I kind of get where, where you're coming from. Um, well, I mean, it, it might be bullshit, like, it might be. yeah, it might be, <laughs> but I suppose in, the, in a certain way, yeah, I don't know, not uh, what you were thinking then, yeah. Well, it definitely though, like, the kind of that, like, so the Crip Zero record. Sounds quite murky mm-hmm. at times. You know, it's quite muddied 
yeah. and purposely like mixed, not the best. Well, that was another thing I was going to ask you about. The tape hiss on it is like very foregrounded. It's all this hiss. Yeah. Like, and every now and then the hiss kind of seems to go like, it's like really up there. Yeah, and, like, yeah. That's part of like, it's not even like a texture. It's like more of an instrument almost, you know. Well, yeah, it was like kind of a lot of, it wanted to be like a bit murky, but in in order for it to be for the like the bright the wee parts that were like kind of bright shimmering light flickers of light yeah would be brighter then mm-hmm. sort of piercing through that was in my in my head kind of right how that record was gonna sound so yeah a bit a bit dark a bit muddied up but then every so often you would get these like wee flickers of yeah piercing bright light and I suppose in that way. The last Girls' Names record. Now, when I think of it, I sort of wanted it to be like that too, and it was quite a dark record. But and not, not that I've listened to it in like a long, long time, but I feel like there was wee moments where you were just like these wee bursts of like yeah. intense kind of bright light. They're also both quite short records, you know. They're yeah. kind of both like yeah. half an hour long ish. Yeah. Um. So if you like listen, to, I haven't done this, but if you listen to them back to back, you know you could probably see there's a kind of relation, some somehow between the two of them. You know what I mean? There's kind of like some kind of connection, and like you could if some you know if somebody was just listening to them who didn't know the same person that made them, um, they might hear things in there that mm. you know are like you know there's characteristic things in there I think that sound like you. Hey, so that's all for episode one. Um, Thanks for listening. Uh, We'll be back with part two of this conversation with Group Zero uh, very soon. So I'll see you soon. Bye for now.